You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. Around the 4th of December, while you and I were busy Decembering and preparing for uh, a relaxed festive period, the CIPC made some significant amendments uh, to uh, some of their structures and how things uh, work at the CIPC, particularly where it relates to uh, directors. And amongst those uh, amendments uh, were some significant things that you and I need to keep an eye on because they now affect uh, those of you and well, everybody that is intended to uh, be a director on a company. Uh, and this is in line with obviously uh, wanting to, one, strengthen the, the CIPC's oversight over companies in South Africa and hopefully improve our position and get us off that gray list. I'm drawn on the line by the founder of InfoDocs, that's Joshua Alexander, to take a look at some of these changes uh, that were announced. Good evening, Joshua. Thanks, as always, uh, for the time. Uh, let's start with the changes. What were the changes that were announced in December? Hi Jimmy, thanks for having me. Uh, so the changes, as you as you outlined there, were to the director uh, amendment system. That means if you want to appoint a new director or remove an existing director, you are going to have to make use of a new system that includes uh, new steps. Those steps being specifically uh, OTPs that are sent to the directors, otherwise known as multi-factor authentication. Um, and again, as you highlighted, they are intended to improve the data and security uh, of the CIPC system. Are all of these changes uh, practical in terms of implementation? I mean, we know that some people sit as directors on multiple mm. companies. Uh, some companies, it's difficult to uh, update your latest contact information to receive the OTP. Right. Are the changes practical? I think the intention behind the changes is absolutely practical. This is definitely a step in the right direction and um, CIPC have a a mandate to fulfill. Uh, This is a a step in the right direction and a step towards getting us off that grey list as you said. Uh, Whether the implementation has been practical, uh, it's always difficult with software to release a perfect system uh, right out of the gate. Um, Often you need that critical feedback from customers in order to uh, kind of refine the system uh, and make it work as efficiently as possible. I would say we're in that transition phase where CIPC are getting feedback from customers, uh, implementing that feedback slowly but surely to, to make the system work as efficiently as possible. Joshua, are the uh, systems integrated with other organizations? Is there any conversation around um, organizations speaking to each other with these latest amendments? Or is this squarely focused on the CIPC and uh, directors' positions within the CIPC? So the systems do speak to one another. Specifically, the CIPC system is speaking to the Home Affairs system, Um, It is asking Home Affairs whether the individual that is being appointed uh, is is someone that uh, is on the Home Affairs database. Uh, So that Home Affairs integration uh, that so many uh, departments, so many banks, so many institutions rely on um, and is notoriously unreliable. Um, it is it is relying on that system to identify whether this individual is in fact a South African citizen and this can cause a lot of frustration when that system uh, is down. Um, the dreaded home affairs uh, uh, system is down error message pops up quite often. 
Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it is creating a lot of frustration and I think um, quite a bit of backlog both for the CIPC customers and for CIPC themselves. Josh, you mentioned something around the implementation uh, taking a bit longer than expected and um, coming through with a bit of concerns around the migrations uh, that have been happening uh, with regards to the new system. Is there an outline of just sort of dates of implementation or what we expect uh, still needs to be implemented uh, on the one side? And um, given that these are just mandatory changes, I imagine there's no concerns for things around non-compliance and all of that because these seem to be administrative changes. Yes, I, I, I like how you've worded that. They are more administrative changes. This is not, um, you know, a deadline type of uh, uh, transaction or amendment. Um, appointing a director can be done, you know, weeks after the date of the actual change for the company. So a company can go ahead and decide to appoint <clears throat> yourself, for example, Jimmy, as a director, uh, submit that change two weeks from now with the affected date, um, you know, as as of as today's date, um, and CIPC will accept that and process it. Um, as far as their implementation of the system and how it's disrupting uh, everyone's timelines a bit. Um, you're quite right. This was launched uh, perhaps at a, at a not so opportune time um, on the on the 4th of December, as you said. Um, it was actually launched four days after they had disabled the uh, previous director change system. So for four days, you couldn't submit director changes. Um, that said, uh, the director changes that were submitted over December are slowly starting to uh, go through. Uh, once the system is up and running uh, fully, which which it is so far, it, you just need to rely on home affairs being up and running. Uh, you need to rely on all of the directors either being citizens uh, or having gone through another process for foreign directors, which we can also talk about. Um, and if all of those things align, if all of those things are up and running, um, then the director change can actually happen uh, almost immediately once those OTPs have been provided. And so this is definitely, like I said, a step in the right direction. Um, it's just a bit of a rocky start to a new a new service offered by the CIPC. I think every South African uh, shares the same sentiments around the capabilities of uh, the home affairs system remaining online. Uh, and that's a bigger concern that thankfully we don't have to deal with. But let's look at um, what you mentioned, Josh, around that, that foreign director element. Um, if a director is not uh, on the home affairs database, uh, is a director sitting in Switzerland that needs to be a director on a South African company, how does that process work? How is that any different? And is that quicker than the current process given that it circumvents the home affairs system so the process to appoint a foreign director requires that foreign director to first verify themselves through another cipc service called foreigner assurance they basically need to submit uh, a certified a certified copy of their passport uh, the cipc will then uh, process that that verification uh, probably by having a, a, a physical person review those documents. Um, perhaps they have other tools that they're using to check whether that passport is indeed valid, whether this is a, you know, a verified uh, individual that we're about to um, you know, appoint the responsibilities of a, of a South African company. 
Um, once that person has then been verified by the Foreign Assurance Program, then you can appoint them through uh, this new director change service. And uh, that foreign director will be considered verified until that certified document expires. So this is a, they say it's a once-off verification, but it's a once-off verification that a foreign director may have to do every three months uh, according to the certification. That sounds like it's creating a lot of administrative uh, and compliance work. I do understand, obviously, that we are trying to do our best to get off the grey list, but I do wonder if there are more practical measures uh, that we can put in place uh, for this. Uh, Josh, uh, as, as a parting thought, um, do you think that, I mean, we last spoke uh, in October around that beneficial ownership uh, mm-hmm. submission and those changes that happened there. Uh, do you think that coupled with uh, this, this actually strengthens the oversight and um, integrity of the business registry systems that we have in South Africa uh, and would be something that the um, Financial Action Task Force would be pleased with? I think to give a, 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 to give a, a less simple answer, yes and no. I think um, if you want people to do something, you should make it as easy as possible to do. Mm. Um, CIPC do need to be the single source of truth for, di- for, for director and company information. So they have very uh, strict requirements. Um, it is up to them to set the standard in terms of uh, data and security for company information. Um, so I think this is going to slow us down at first, but... All of the professionals, all of the platforms, um, all of the solutions like InfoDocs that you know augment the CIPC services that uh, offer these services in other shapes and forms. Uh, we at InfoDocs try to simplify this process and, and, and make it as easy as possible. Um, all of those are going to adapt to the new system and eventually things will be running smoothly. I have no doubt. I, I have a lot of faith uh, in the CIPC uh, you know, long term. Uh, I have a lot of faith in the professionals and the solutions that provide these services. Um, and all of those uh, stakeholders are um, adapting to this new system. And, and, and long term, I think uh, it, it will not be so painful. It's just during the transitions that uh, everyone has to figure out how the system works while the system is notoriously unreliable. But that reliability will improve and those processes will will adapt. And uh, yeah, I think this will this will aid us in having better data, better security, uh, better compliance. Um, We just need to hang in there and work with the CIPC uh, to meet their mandate. Now, if we could only get the Home Affairs system to stay online, uh, we'll leave it at that, Josh. Uh, That's Joshua Alexander, founder of Infodocs, giving us a sense of the latest updates from the CIPC with regards to the new process for amending directors. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.